Typhoon Kanun is lashing Taiwan with rains and high winds as it makes its approach. And a typhoon day has been called for Thursday in Taipei, New Taipei, Jilong and Ilan after the Central Weather Bureau issued a land warning for the storm Wednesday afternoon. Kanun is expected to make its nearest pass tomorrow, bringing heavy rainfall to the north. Central and southern Taiwan could also see bouts of torrential rain, but one region that's likely to be spared is the leeward side of the east coast. Not much rain is expected, but the residents should be on the alert for high temperatures and fern winds. According to the latest forecast, the storm will speed up and turn northeast toward the Okinawa Islands starting Friday afternoon. As the storm moves away, rains will taper off in northern Taiwan, but are expected to linger in central and southern Taiwan. Typhoon Kanun is the second storm to hit Taiwan in two weeks, arriving on the heels of Typhoon Doksuri. On Wednesday, ferries were once again suspended on Green Island and Orchid Island due to high waves. Services will be closed for up to four days, depending on the path of the storm. In Meili County, the typhoon brought so much rain to Mingde Reservoir that officials are releasing water to make room. With Miaoli's Mingde Reservoir approaching full capacity, water officials released water on Wednesday in preparation for Typhoon Kanun. The storm's outer bands brought heavy rains over the course of the day. All five places with the most rainfall were in Miaoli, raising fears that the reservoir would overflow. Passengers arrived at Taiwan proper, returning from Green Island and Orchid Island before the suspension of ferry services. On the way back, tall waves made it a rough journey. Over at Green Island, big waves battered the shore. The typhoon raised swells along the northern and eastern coasts of Taiwan. Ferries on Green Island and Orchid Island were suspended Wednesday afternoon. The suspension could last three days, but it will ultimately depend on the storm's path. The storm has dealt a hard blow to tourism. At the popular surfing destination of Usha Harbor in Ilan, waves buried tables and chairs in the sand. Umbrellas were wrecked, and surfboards lay strewn across the beach. Braving the rain, staff from local businesses rushed to recover their things. Fishers at Nanfang Ao were in a race against time to secure their vessels to the dock with thick ropes. It was no easy task, as a high tide had brought the seawater above the dock and onto the road. With two typhoons in quick succession, fishers have been left with no choice but to go on summer break. In other news, the presidential office has unveiled the itinerary of Vice President Lai Qingde's upcoming trip to Paraguay. Next Saturday, Lai will embark on a seven-day journey that includes stops in New York and San Francisco. He'll spend two days in Paraguay, attending its presidential inauguration, meeting its new president and engaging with the local community of Taiwanese expats. According to the presidential office, Lai's two goals for the visit will be to deepen the Taiwan-Paraguay friendship and expand bilateral cooperation. 
Vice President Lai Qingde has been specially appointed to celebrate the inauguration of a head of state of a diplomatic ally. He will go to Paraguay to convey our regard and congratulations to this important ally. The presidential office formally announced that Lai will lead a delegation to Paraguay in mid-August. President Tsai hopes that the delegation will achieve the two primary goals of deepening the Taiwan-Paraguay friendship and expanding bilateral cooperation. The vice president will visit Paraguay in the capacity of a special envoy. His activities will include attending the presidential inauguration, meeting incumbent President Mario Abdo Benitez, and President-elect Santiago Peña attending a state banquet and attending a celebration marking the presidential inauguration and the 486th anniversary of Asuncion's founding. Throughout his trip, he will have natural interactions with Paraguay officials and foreign dignitaries attending the inauguration ceremony. Vice President Lai will also meet with Taiwanese expats in Paraguay and from neighboring nations. Recent reports suggest that Lai originally wanted to transit through Washington, D.C. The rumor is believed to have been spread by Victor Chin, the KMT's deputy representative in the U.S. The KMT has denied any involvement. I think that Taiwan is a democratic country. Political parties should compete at home but unite before the world. That's a basic principle. I very much hope that this information isn't true. It would be very regrettable if it were true. Lai's delegation will depart on August 12th and stop over in New York before arriving in Paraguay on August 14th. Lai will attend the inauguration on August 15th, spending the next night in San Francisco and returning home on August 18th, wrapping up a seven-day state trip. The leader of Japan's second-largest opposition party, the Japan Innovation Party, is in Taiwan. Party head Baba Nobuyuki and his delegation met with President Tsai Ing-wen on Wednesday. During the reception, President Tsai thanked the Japan Innovation Party for donating 10 million yen in 2018 to help Taiwan recover from a Hualien earthquake. She also thanked the party for speaking up for Taiwan in Japan's parliament. Additionally, Tsai thanked Japan for donating 4.2 million COVID vaccine doses to Taiwan during the worst of the pandemic. She expressed hope that Taiwan and Japan would continue their friendship and their joint efforts to promote regional economic development. Baba opened a press conference later on to reiterate his party's commitment to stronger Japan-Taiwan ties. He said his party would do everything in its power to support Taiwan's future development. Today, we take you to meet emergent artist Feronia Liang. Still a senior in high school, she has already won several art awards and created works in a variety of mediums. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang caught up with the teen to learn more about her new exhibition. Walk into the Pitch Dark exhibition and you'll be greeted by beautiful sculptural light works and calming music. These works were created by Feronia Liang, a high school senior. She spent nearly a year creating these works out of plaster and light. Many of her works are inspired by the sea. 
This work, Core, is inspired by coral. The value from Core that I want to draw from is the value of being very stable and having a sense of stability in life and knowing where your values lie, knowing where uh, you want to kind of pursue in the future is a very important value. I'm creating this like all dark am ambience and sort of highlighting like the, uh, the more aesthetic aspect of light instead of its functional aspect really brings out like the beauty of light in our lives. This work titled Poise was inspired by a turtle shell. It's a reflection on the importance of being confident. Poise as in posture and how um, having a good posture, not only physically but mentally, to kind of have your head up, head up tall and like face the world with confidence is a very important thing to have in life. And a very interesting thing about this, um, this work in particular is that it has a red sort of light shining from the top and that is from the from the studio that I work with that has a red light on the top. This piece is titled Seeker. It is a light sculpture inspired by sardines. So Seeker is a little bit different because uh, instead of inspired by a single living organism in the sea, it's inspired by the collective movement of sardines kind of surging out from the sea. and. What this work wanted to convey is that, um, like the sardines, they're kind of going in a direction. They're going in, um, they're going in it together. And so I think, as a general kind of advice, it's like when you're trying, when you're curious about something, when you're, when you want to like kind of discover something, it's sometimes it's good to um, to do it, but also kind of remember that you have a lot of people around you that can support you in this process. Hadal Zone Light is a Revelation is an immersive art exhibition that showcases Liang's sculptural light works. The works were inspired by the deepest zone in the ocean and a quote by James Turrell, a pioneer of the 1960s light and space movement. Through the exhibition, Liang hopes to create a peaceful atmosphere that encourages people to be introspective. Hadal Zone, it's, um, it's it's the term for the deepest part of the ocean, and this part of the ocean is pure black. And personally, this what this means for me is that um, the the ocean and like the dark is something I've always been afraid of, and I think it's very important as an artist to sort of explore what you're afraid of, like, and to kind of step out of your comfort zone. Liang is currently a senior in high school. She began to foster an interest in art at a young age, experimenting with different mediums. She says she wants to pursue an architectural career. She has interned at a few companies and won several awards. I've actually done a lot of different medias in the past. I've done 2Ds, I've done, um, in 2Ds I've done like watercolor, oil, and 3Ds, well, the series right here, and also I've worked with metalworks and all that. Um, but in particular, I think, um, all my foundations and all my other educations built in, I think I would like to pursue a more architectural kind of um, career. Liang's art exhibition will be on display at the Songsan Cultural and Creative Park till August 6th. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Chen Kui Hong in Taipei. Turning now to the stock market, the Taiex plummeted on Wednesday, 
losing 319 points to close at 16,893. Turnover was 44.84 billion NT. The fall came after ratings agency Fitch downgraded its U.S. credit rating, citing Washington's dead burden and worsening fiscal conditions. On Taiwan's weighted index, shares related to artificial intelligence went on a nosedive as traders locked in recent gains. Over on the Forex, the new Taiwan dollar depreciated sharply against the greenback. The U.S. dollar moved up by more than 0.1 NT to close at 31.625 Taiwan dollars. Meanwhile, in the U.S. state of Arizona, the construction of TSMC's first American chip plant is well behind schedule. The company has blamed a skills shortage among American workers. But an Arizona union leader is firing back, saying local workers are experienced and fully qualified. According to Aaron Butler, TSMC is using the skills deficit as an excuse to bring in low-paid labor from Taiwan. At this large factory built over a desert, giant cranes stretch into the sky. This is TSMC's facility in Arizona, where construction is still underway. As there is an insufficient amount of skilled workers with those specialized expertise required for equipment installation in a semiconductor-grade facility, we expect the production schedule of N4 process technology to be pushed out to 2025. With the U.S. project delayed, TSMC's contractors have reportedly launched an urgent recruitment campaign in Taiwan. According to a source, one contractor put up a job listing for manual labor, offering 150,000 NT a month plus overtime with free transport to the U.S., free housing and tax incentives. The job was open to inexperienced workers, but restricted to those with a red supplier work permit issued by TSMC. For a wage of 150,000 NT a month, this entails working the entirety of the month. As for going overseas to take this job, there's no way a self-employed worker could do it. There might be a broker's fee involved. Taiwan also has a severe labor shortage, so pulling people from this market to that market wouldn't be easy. TSMC itself has assigned Taiwanese staff to its Arizona site, but the move has faced pushback from local unions. In a column for a local business journal, Union head Aaron Butler says there are thousands of local workers with experience building fabs for Intel. He says that blaming American workers for project delays is offensive and is an excuse for importing low-paid labor. In response, TSMC said the project was currently in a critical phase and it had sent in a limited number of specialists who would not affect the original staffing plans for 12,000 workers. TSMC pledged to continue hiring locally emphasizing that local workers would not be replaced with foreign ones. It said it would continue to work with suppliers to create job opportunities. When businesses move to countries where wages are higher, there will inevitably be conflict with local unions. Taiwan's wage level, compared to nations around the world, is lower than the level in Europe and the U.S. TSMC's procurement demands have had a significant impact on its supply chain's output value. According to its latest sustainability report, it created an output value of 2.07 trillion NT in the supply chain in 2022. It also generated 309,000 local job opportunities 
and 238.52 billion NT in payroll through the supply chain. Amid setbacks at its Arizona facility, the firm has reiterated its commitment to working with the local supply chain to generate economic benefits for the U.S. And Ilan Loco has set up live stream channels for the beauty spots of Suau Township. The coastal live streams let admirers enjoy Ilan's scenery from all over the world. But they also give locals a chance to keep track of the coastline so that the ocean could be protected and accidents prevented. We spoke to Yen Bo Ling about the project to bring Ilan's coastline to the world. Rolling mountains are the backdrop for a sea covered in white horses. This beautiful landscape is Lover's Bay in Ilan Suau Township. Now it can be enjoyed all over the world on this internet live stream. Its host, Yim Bulin, moved back to his hometown of Suau to throw himself into local regeneration. In order to market our local scenery, I look to other countries. For example, Venice or Osaka and Harajuku in Japan, where they all do this. Yen opened a drink store when he returned to Suau. He almost got into a collaboration with local officials to publicize the area, but the deal fell through. Then, after a tragic seaside accident in May, he had a fresh idea. A female student drowned at Nanfangao, and that made me think, this isn't good enough, I have to do something. So I started to plan how I could set up this live stream camera. To create the live streams, Yen got permission from local officials to set up three 4K high-resolution cameras on roofs, at the gym of Nanan Junior High, on a local cafe, and at the service office of Nanjim Borough. He spent 110,000 NT of his own money in the process. Local fundraising also raised 20,000 NT for the project, covering the cost of 20 months of live streaming. <laughs> it's great. We can see what's going on at any time and also see the beauty. It means you don't have to go down there to look. You can just see it on your phone. Installing the cameras has not only given us a remote glimpse of Elon's natural beauty, it also helps people protect the ocean. Yen hopes to set up cameras at the number one and number three fishing harbors, as well as on Tofu Cape, to bring even more eyes to his homeland's spectacular coast. A New York Times best-selling novel set in Taipei has become a Hollywood movie. Love in Taipei will premiere on a streaming platform this month, and the trailer is already causing a stir. It shows the main character visiting many of Taipei's most famous tourist spots in a glamorous story of young love and Taiwanese-American heritage. Many Taiwanese fans of the original novel say they're thrilled to see the story come to life. Surprise! You are going to Taipei, like Taiwan? <laughs> a Taiwanese-American girl is enrolled in a youth summer camp by her parents and swept into a whirlwind four-week trip to Taiwan. You are here to learn and experience your cultural heritage. She arrives in Taipei, where she studies Mandarin and calligraphy and makes her first adventures in Taiwanese culture. In the scene where the lead character first arrives and is strolling through Taipei, she's here at Bopiliao Historic Block. Love in Taipei is based on the novel Love Boat Taipei. You can see many of the capital's most famous spots in its trailer. Taipei 101, Bopiliao Historic Block, the Elephant Mountain Trail, the Grand Hotel, Rauhan Night Market, and more. 
I think it would be quite good publicity if some movies or TV series would focus a bit more on how great different places in Taiwan or Taipei are, so people or the whole world can get to know Taiwan. There are places like that in Taipei City, and all around us, the streets are beautiful at night. There are all the lights and everything, so it has more of an atmospheric beauty. The movie star Ashley Liao shared a photo of the cast and crew enjoying a night market on Instagram. Taiwan's most iconic spots are now on the Hollywood screen and will reach a wider global audience through this coming-of-age story. And speaking of tourist spots, Taichung City has 12 new tourist destinations. There are special bus stops. Each stop is decorated with art reflecting the local society and culture. From the commercial world of Taichung Port to the rainbow symbolism of an art village, each stop is an advertisement for local culture. Let's take a tour of the central city and check out some of its iconic destinations. Peacock blue containers evoke a shop navigating the open sea under an azure sky. They look like a fashionable installation, but in fact, they're a bus stop. This stop at Taichung Port Visitor Service Center sits at the front of the port, making these commercial shipping containers an extremely fitting material for the project. A huge baseball bat and ball decorate another stop. You can probably guess this is the stop for Taichung Intercontinental Baseball Stadium. Lego blocks are the bus stop for Rei Chen Elementary School in Dali District. They elicit a double take from many passersby. Meanwhile, tourists take snaps of the distinctive stop at Fengjia University, which features night market snacks like takoyaki and a small sausage and large sausage. This rainbow stop sits at Rainbow Village Art Commune. Even this cute leopard cat is a bus stop. Taichung Transportation Bureau has built 12 special stops across the city, using elements of local culture to turn them into landmarks in their own right.